0: In this episode, we talk about the Christian life lived out in prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, what that is, and the impact that it can have on your life and your marriage. We
1: sat down with Nathaniel Benversi from Exodus 90, talking all about what this resource has to offer and why you're called to this challenge. Coming up next. Nathaniel, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, It's great to be here. (laughs) Uh, for all of our listeners, we are really excited to have Nathaniel ben on the show. He is the director of content for Exodus 90, which is an amazing program uh, really to help men be free. So for our listeners who don't, there's a lot of stuff out there about all of what is Exodus 90, but real quick, Nathaniel, can you give us the, the elevator pitch of what is the spiritual exercise of Exodus 90?
2: Yeah, it is exactly that. A 90 day spiritual exercise for men. It's based on three pillars prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, which is just the Christian life lived out in an intense and intentional way for 90 days. That's the shortest
1: version I can give you. Nailed it. (laughs) So let's dive in because I've been excited. Uh, I've been through Exodus 90 twice. I was invited to do it the first time. Um, that ended on Easter. And then that next fall, I ended up inviting the men that I was leading in a Bible study. Um, So I basically led uh, one of the exercises, 90 days. It has had um, a really profound impact on my spiritual life and and such a profound impact on the men that I've been walking with. But I'm curious on on your thoughts of why has this caught on fire so much? Because this is a fairly new um, exercise, but it seems like it just keeps multiplying and multiplying.
2: Yeah. We've had over forty-five thousand men do exodus 9 in the wow. last six years. So it's uh and of course growth each year, starting off with just a number of hundred men in the first year. So it certainly is growing rapidly, and we're just trying to keep up with the Holy Spirit here in the office, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So how and why? Well, the why aspect that you asked. The life of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity is simply the Christian life, right? modeled by the master. Jesus Christ lived this life. We already, of course, know his prayer life and then certainly his ascetic life. He was a Jew, so he was following the Mosaic law and the other Mm -hmm. laws, and he did those well. And then, of course, 40 days in the desert and other sufferings that he was able to offer up to our Lord, Mm -hmm. even before he ever took up the cross, calls his disciples Mm -hmm. to take up the cross daily if we want to follow him. Mm So he was doing that already himself. He wouldn't ask us to do things that he otherwise would just call himself, you know, free from. Yeah, you guys do this suffering thing. I'm going to do something (laughs) else. Not the Lord and Savior that we worship, right? And then, of course, fraternity. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then with fraternity, he's just living like he's just going camping for three months in the desert (laughs) with these guys, right? So he lives that fraternity very, very well indeed. So we as Christians, if we really want to call ourselves Christians, can't just live a life of prayer has to be all three of these things. We have to live a life of asceticism as well. And asceticism defined simply as acts of self-denial. And then Mm -hmm. fraternity, we have to have community. We have to live a life with other people because we're made in the image and likeness of God, who is himself, unity. So because these three things are things that we ought to be doing, and yet most of us, when we hear them just now, are like, yeah, I'm not really doing that. Right. That's why this has been successful. Not because it's new, but because it presents the Christian faith in a way that men are challenged to live it out yeah. for the first time, possibly ever in their life.
1: Yeah, and I, I'd love to pull on this thread a little bit of of challenge because, man, so much of what I've found in um, in churches today is just this kind of watered down version of the faith, and the way that the um, the media, the you know, the culture is going right now. Everything is so instant gratification and um
0: easy faster,
1: yeah. Just easy fast and uh and weird, like it leaves us empty. And so mm-hmm. what I've found is those authentic encounters with Christ, especially ones that challenge men, are really what's gonna persevere in, in my mind in the church and, and what's persevered in my own life. Uh so I don't know thoughts on on why men need that challenge. Why they can't just, uh, you know, just have this kind of easygoing faith and 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 it spreads. Because that's not what actually happens. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I just think about it in many different ways in terms of how we approach people or things. We think back to our favorite teachers maybe growing up, and they're usually the ones who did challenge us, not the ones who just let us do whatever we wanted and gave everybody an A, right? Those teachers don't really stick around in our minds or our thoughts as excellent teachers. Or we look at things that we invested our own money in. Maybe it was our first car that we had to buy. Maybe not our first car, because maybe that was given to us. And we may or may not have respected it very well. First car that we had to buy, we did because we put our hard earned money into it. And so we did our best to take care of it. And we love that car way more than anything else that we got for free. Mm-hmm. This culture of like, or thought that we want things for free or that we are entitled to things. Yeah. We usually don't appreciate those things very well because we haven't done much to, to actually invest into them. And this life, you know, this this aspect of, being challenged within the church, those things that do challenge us, that we respond to, that we say, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is actually worth my time. Those are the things that really change our life because we invested into them. We committed to them and they, in turn, helped us draw closer to our Lord. So I'm totally in favor of those things in the church that appropriately challenge us.
0: (laughs) I think that that's such a good point because I... The issue, one of the issues that we see right now is church widows. And we see a lot of women in church alone Mm. with their kids or in later stages of life still going to church or to mass alone. And so for men to be able to see their role, the importance in this, and to then actually step into that challenge in Mm. a good way to live out the Christian life as Jesus modeled it in a beautiful act of learning how to pray. Because I think a lot of us learned how to pray at second grade level and we haven't moved on and we haven't grown and deepened that. And then so to have something that guides through that and then brings in sacrifice Mm. and sacrifice done with joy and into a fraternity of true friendship of what we are designed for is just such a gift in challenging men to come Mm. to mass, to come to the the wedding feast of the lamb and have all of those graces brought into their lives. And so we are very very grateful. I am interested of why why that is so attractive to men. Mm-hmm. Um why do we need need that to step into the place of of more, of faithfulness, and how have you seen that have an impact in men's spirituality?
2: Mm-hmm. We do a lot of independent research here or have independent mm-hmm. research done over what we're doing year after mm-hmm. year because we really care to actually have an effect on men. And where yeah. we're not, yeah. we want to change that, right? We don't want to just be shooting in the dark, oh, it's a great <laughs> ministry. You're going to love it. Like, <laughs> okay, No, we, we really, really want to know. And so one of the things that we found interesting was how many men responded. Like when we asked them, why did you choose to even start Exodus 90? Regardless of if you finished, why did you choose to start? And how many men said things like, you know, I I knew I wanted to be a better man. Or I wanted to be more attractive to my spouse or future spouse. Yeah, That's interesting. Because most men, they don't enter into a spiritual exercise to make themselves (laughs) physically more attractive, right? So there's other things deeper there that they care about in terms of making themselves more attractive to their spouse. Mm -hmm. That shows a huge longing of the heart deep down. Mm So yeah. men, I think they respond to this challenge because they, they realize if they just continue to take what the culture gives them, then that, that man that they want to be, that man, that husband that they want to be, the father that they want to be, is never going to come. Unless they change yeah. what they do, the result isn't going to change. And this calls mm-hmm. them to really live different. And so they respond to that because they really do want that change in the end. Yeah. Of course, this is the men who have said yes. Those who haven't. Maybe they don't want it enough, or they haven't yet mm. taken the time to see in the mirror that this world and what they're doing and the consistency isn't going to eventually just magically bring a result that they yeah. haven't worked for, or they haven't opened themselves up to God's grace for. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's, man, you, you hit the nail on the head with the idea that there there is still this longing for men to step up, to be heroic, to be, um, you know, this this husband- that's deserving of of a wife of one of god's children to be able to take care of and the stuff that the culture has to offer is not going to get you there and what i love about exodus 90 is the spiritual life can be really hard uh, especially in the ups and downs the constellations and the the desolations but also um, it's very intangible and for men i'm a pilot so i love checklists right like step one step two you know How do we do this like okay let's go and and it's hard to find a lot of that in the spiritual life Um, and not that getting to heaven should be a checklist but i I love how practical and how real you guys have made this because now men struggle with a lot of wounds of inadequacy and and you look at from our upbringing um, from our fathers from um, men that have been in our life a lot of the deep wounds that we have are from not feeling adequate enough And so I think in not only challenging men, because that's inspiring, because I don't know any man that gets really fired up about something really lame. I don't know, like, yeah, like, let's give up cupcakes for a week. And you're like, okay. okay. But when you tell men, like, we're going to do 90 days, no alcohol, cold showers, praying for an hour a day. Like we're going to meet as a fraternity, you know, you just go out and they're like, that sounds so crazy that I'm in, you know, it's just, so, so I think, I think you get like, you inspire men by, through the challenge. Um, And then you also, but you give them the tools, you give them something concrete that they can hang their hat on and say, no, I am making progress because I'm doing the steps and I might fall here and there, but like I get back up, I dust myself off and then I'm going to make it through the 90 days. So I don't know any, any thoughts on that, Nathaniel?
2: Yes, actually, indeed, I do. It's the, it's, it's, well, I guess my day job. I have lots of thoughts and lots of these things. (laughs) Anyway, the the outside view of Exodus, when you see the long list of disciplines, because what we haven't Mm -hmm. mentioned, as you've alluded to here, there's a long list of things that men have to take up if they're going to take up Exodus 90, in disciplines of prayer, in disciplines of asceticism, those acts of self denial, and disciplines for fraternal commitments as well. When people see that from the outside and they don't know Exodus 90, It's easy to pin Exodus 90 as this is just some macho thing. This is just an opportunity Mm -hmm. for guys to spiritually fluff their feathers and strut around and say how holy they are or how awesome they are, which is absolutely the opposite. As you already know, Drew, since Mm -hmm. you've done Exodus 90 of what we're attempting to do here yet, Mm -hmm. because men respond to challenge, we're willing to go out into that distant country like Jesus would have done or did do. Mm -hmm. We're willing to go and get, People wherever they are, men wherever they are. So if you're looking for something to fire you up with your pride, great. I'm going to meet you right there. Here's a 90 day challenge. It's real hard. And then I'm going to lead you right with a daily scripture oh, reflection man. and the daily, uh, well, daily scripture and then the daily reflection that will help you understand that it is only God who's going to lead you to real freedom and real mm-hmm. fulfillment and real joy. And those disciplines that you've been taking up for these 90 days. Yeah, they were real fun for about four days or maybe four minutes, okay? But after 30 days, after 45 days, there's no man that I know of who is still out there fluffing his feathers doing XS90. Rather, what men find out is, I can't do this. I thought I could white knuckle this. I thought I could do this all. I thought I could be macho, but I can't. Great. That's where we need to be always god yeah. you know that you know that phrase drew and, and katie right that, that phrase of like oh god only gives you as much as you can handle well <laughs> oh, really i'm not sure what god oh, no. you're worshiping but my god wants me to depend <laughs> on him he gives yeah. me way more yeah. than i can handle that mm-hmm. way he's my father and i'm not just some slave but yeah. i depend mm-hmm. on my all good father who wants even more for me than what i could ever do on my own than what mm-hmm. i could ever handle on my own and so these men learn that they fall on their knees they get this point of serious humility and their lives are changed because God is right there to meet them in that moment and to lead them forward.
1: Yeah. I,
2: I, I think, love that. Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: I, and I think that's something that we've been experienced a lot really in parenthood mm-hmm. of um, just this fact that we can't do it all. And there's so much that we don't have control over. And, and we've been, man, just humbled so much recently in, uh, in raising children. And then, uh I think too for for our listeners, if uh, you know, if this is something that you're looking into or or maybe you're not sure about is something that can be misconstrued is that Exodus 90 is for like um, you know, the the marathon runners of of the spiritual life, right? Like only the holiest people, the priests and and maybe a couple, you know, people who are gonna be saints in your church can handle this, but uh but there's no way like your average guy could do something like this. And I would just want to say to that, that your holiest person in your church is going to struggle with this. And if you are new to the faith or feel like you just, um, you know, you're lukewarm or you're like, man, I'm just having a really tough time, then you're going to struggle in this in a, in a good way. Like This is the lukewarm destroyer of our church right now. <laughs> And I have like so many testimonies from, Mm -hmm. from men in my group that can, that can verify that. So I don't know. I just wanted to encourage our listeners that um, if this feels like it's not for you, just to take a second look at it, to pray about that. And this could be the kick in the pants that you need to like get back on track.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about being willing to take that step. Mm -hmm. And no matter where we are, we have the opportunity to grow. And what you were saying about this being something that humbles us, that there is such a gift in learning how to grow in humility. And in our day-to-day lives, we sometimes may or may not have those opportunities or correctly turn to the Lord in them, but this can teach us how to and how to walk with Him being the one to carry us and our family. And I think one of the things that we – really find important in our own marriage is allowing and inviting Drew and Ben, you know, letting him <laughs> I step up as the spiritual head of our household. And I think Exodus 90 is something that really forces in a way, but also just encourages in a support system men to take on that role and to have a mission. Mm -hmm. And far too often, I think we are like, oh, well, it's all good. Like we're going to do it all together. And like that leaves us without a mission. And for me to step into my mission and for him to step into his mission and to acknowledge that those are equal and both important because the family can't run without either one of us, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they're different. And for Drew to really determine what that looks like in our day-to-day operations, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I think that we far too often in our culture have belittled men Mm -hmm. to a place where we are not allowing them or inviting them to be that spiritual head of the household. Mm -hmm. And what a difference that can make, especially if your head of your household is humble in that role, that it's not a lording over like the Gentiles, Mm -hmm. but actually coming in to serve um, the difference that that can be. And so I think for women, the encouragement for your spouse, because this is going to humble them and be hard, but can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you have seen that lived out in marriage?
2: Seeing so, you know, the ways that women have encouraged their spouses? Is that what you're asking? Or? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or just how Exodus 90 has affected marriages.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly. So well, the gift that Exodus 90 gives to men is the ability to start being attentive to God. And that is like to hear his will and then to actually live it out. Because how can a man be the spiritual head of the household if he has no uh, idea how to hear God's voice? Yeah. It's pretty tough. Like, then what do I do as a spiritual head? Like, I don't know. Like, I'll just decide what I'm going to do. And of course, if I wasn't praying every single day and attentive to the Lord's voice, then my wife should be very worried, right? Because I'm going to hit every single iceberg in the Atlantic on our way across the ocean, okay? (laughs) She shouldn't follow me. She should follow Christ, Mm -hmm. and I should be the one there to hear his voice and to share it with the family and assure, of course, bouncing it off of my wife as well and working with her to assure that we are discerning the right things at the right times and going the right way towards our Lord at all times. With Exodus 90, we're able to clear out all the junk in our life, say, man, these are the things that are actually distracting me from hearing God. I watch too much sports. I come home from work, but I'm still at work because I'm on my phone in front of my children or my wife. I am attached to food. I just snack whenever I want, as much as I want on whatever I want or drink Mm -hmm. or whatever, right? You can name whatever your dependency is known or unknown to you. And these things are in the way of us realizing who God is and thus who we are. They're in the way of us learning how to sit in silence and Mm -hmm. listen to our Lord. And if we as men can't sit in silence for even just 20 minutes every single day to hear what God has to say, then we really shouldn't be the spiritual head of our family because Mm -hmm. we are in the way of God communicating with our family as opposed to being the great conduit, the great leader that we are called to be delivering the message from our Lord to our family and courageously leading them along that path. So Exodus helps with that, getting the junk out of the way, preparing ourselves to hear God, and then giving us the courage to live it out.
0: It's funny that you say that. One of uh, the spouses, one of the women that I lead and study, her husband was in the group that Drew led. And she said, one of the biggest takeaways and gifts of Exodus 90 was that because he was praying more, he knew what I needed before I asked. And he was actually giving me what I desired without me having to feel needy and ask for those things because he was so attuned mm. to where I was spiritually and where I was suffering and struggling, and so just that in and of itself, like yes, by growing in prayer, you are going to better love your spouse, and that is going to just oh, make an, an amazing difference in your marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for for wives out there that are maybe a little nervous, their their husband. Uh, is thinking about doing this is you know it's gonna uh, but it's gonna be a challenge It's gonna be a challenge for the whole family so what is what are your guys's direction to men when it comes to their wives and like how that works as far as the married life because the the practice was um as far as i understand it um formed from essentially a seminary formation and then kind of a, adapted uh to men across the world and so yeah what what's your guys's um you know What's the word I'm looking for? Not direction, but uh, advice. Are, advice? guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guidance, right. advice. Yeah, yeah, towards yeah. Uh, towards married couples.
2: It's the marriage is. Uh, let's see. Let me say this a different way. Exodus is always at the service of the marriage. It's always mm-hmm. at the service of somebody's vocation, whatever vocation that might be. So where Exodus helps the marriage, apply it. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. And where it is in the way of the marriage, get it out of the way, <laughs> because your primary Goal is to indeed live out your vocation with our Lord, yeah. right? So, with that said, what we do is we really encourage men to be very upfront before they start Exodus 90 with what is going to happen upfront with their wives, right? Hey, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I, I'm supposed to abstain from meat. So, I can take cooking on Wednesday and Friday. I might mm-hmm. take cooking other days as well. Maybe I cook all the days, but at least on Wednesdays and Fridays, I know that I can be creative and try to figure out a way to both be obedient to what I'm trying to commit to for the good of this family and to help you out so you don't have to now get a burden of, oh, I now have to, I have to fix something else besides mac and cheese and grilled cheese here every single <laughs> Friday and Wednesday for 90 days, 26 <laughs> meals. It's a lot. Anyway, so that's one way. So really communicating with the spouse of what the parameters are. Then acknowledging, hey, this is actually going to be hard. This isn't going to be easy. And wife, this is going to affect you no matter what. My life is about to change and it's going to affect you so i'm sorry i know you didn't choose to do this but it's going to affect you so acknowledge that that way you can make the next step which is how can we best do this together how Mm -hmm. can i best serve you amidst these 90 days Mm -hmm. The last thing which could be last or certainly could be first is each man is called to have a written why Mm -hmm. why are you doing exodus 90. it is so important to share this why with your spouse because you've just asked her to do something hard. You just told her or requested her permission to do something that's gonna really affect your family. You better have a good reason for that, right? (laughs) So your written why is a good reason. And that written why should be something like, honey, I want to start detaching from my cell phone so that I can be more present to you and to our children. And that's why I'm doing Exodus 90. I know this is gonna be hard. But are you willing to support me in this difficulty mm-hmm. for 90 days, so that for the rest of our lives we can be a holier family? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's making me emotional. I'm not really sure why. I'm sorry. I love holy family. Like I just love yeah. the family unit. And I really want to help families become yeah. more holy and better. And just yeah, I think you get it. So I'll stop there and turn it back <laughs> over to you.
1: <laughs> no, one of, one of my favorite lines that um, you guys say, there, there's a lot of uh, preparation for Exodus 90. So when when you sign up, uh, there's the app, which is amazing. You guys have done a great job on that. And, you know, there's like prep. So you like write your why. And then one of the things you guys say is uh, it's not her exodus. It's your exodus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was that was such a good guiding principle for us in our fraternity when men were like, Hey, you know, is it okay if um, I have a beer when I go out for my anniversary or whatever? And you're like, yes, you know, like, like celebrate, um, you know, or, um, Hey, you know, my wife, it's, it's been really hard for her to, to make the meatless on Wednesday and Friday. I don't know, something that we kind of found. Cause it's like, you meet, you make meatless on Wednesday and then you've got leftovers for Thursday, but then like Friday. And then it's like, you send up eating meatless for like four days in a row. And sometimes <laughs> that works. And so, so uh, all that being said, it's your exodus, not her exodus. But Katie, I was curious that what was your experience as I went through Exodus, as we went through Exodus 90 twice?
0: Oh, there's so much on this topic. I think that overall Exodus 90 was hard and there is an admission of that, but I am incredibly grateful for the ripple effects that this had in our marriage and our spirituality in my prayer life. And so although we had good habits of prayer, this really cemented a where is our daily holy hour going to be and how much of that is going to be together and where can we form that. And so really bringing back our bedtime and acknowledging that me staying up late is really a set of pride because I want to get one more thing done because I have to carry that weight or an escapism because I'm trying to like ignore the the things that are keeping me up. So I'm on my social media, X, Y, and Z. But the reality that when I move my bedtime up and then I move up the time we go into the room. So we did a lot of our holy hours at night um, that worked for this phase of life and the schedule that we're on because our kids wake up. Sometime between four and six, maybe, um, but there is no uh, no real consistency there. In order to wake up earlier to get it in, and so what that facilitated was the two of us really sat down to pray. When I'm watching him pray, I'm not going to sit on my phone because I'm automatically challenged. And so there was a great gift in my own spirituality, but then his ability to love more, uh, the reality of he was doing all of these sacrifices and purposely incorporating joy has really been something that we focused on and they don't have to be things that we add, but even just the day-to-day life of my kids wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> means that I have to learn how to embrace that sacrifice with joy in order to not snowball the rest of the day. And so right there experiencing that freedom and that challenge. And so I am very grateful. Um for personally how it affected me and then also how it has just given greater freedom to Drew in confidence of him as a child. I think the name Exodus, what really stands out for me is when God invited Mm -hmm. the Israelites out into the desert, into their Exodus, he really wanted to teach them how to be sons and daughters of God. Mm -hmm. And That is why we have the commandments. That's why we have this is to actually learn how to be a son or daughter. Why we have the Sabbath is to learn to rest, to move out of slavery. And so this program teaches you how to be first a son and then in that sonship, a true man uh, that is not a boy and is not a child, but is stepping into the fullness and then to look at me. As a daughter of the king, and that he has a uh, father-in-law who will hold him accountable, and that is beautiful, and ah, uh, like such a gift to our marriage. Uh, what are some things that you have seen in your own marriage as well?
2: I certainly have seen a lot of those similar things, and certainly with my wife, it's been beautiful to see her spiritual life continue to grow and develop and to flourish mm-hmm. when I haven't asked of her any more, if you will, right? So there's a difference between being somebody's spiritual director and being the spiritual head of the household. And those yes. things, unfortunately, when my first year of marriage, I often got those confused <laughs> until somebody, a good mentor of mine, very wisely helped me see the difference. So with me uh, not being her spiritual director, but just being the spiritual head of the household, one thing I found was I just needed to make room for her to grow in her faith as she saw fit. And as the Lord was asking her or from her community of other good and holy women that she got to Mm -hmm. spend time with, Mm -hmm. with Exodus 90, I was able to see like, okay, I'm making a lot of time for me. What about for her as well? Mm -hmm. And it helped me to reassure Mm -hmm. that indeed I was making time for her. I had my fraternity meeting every single week. She needed to have time with her other moms, whether it be a mom's Mm -hmm. group or whatever she might be, book club, Mm -hmm. making time for that. But then just watching her, like I never asked her to do no meat on Wednesday. We decided as a couple mm-hmm. when we got married, we were going to do no meat on Friday. But I, uh, I did Exodus 90 a couple times relatively close to each other. And then each year after that, have done it again. And somehow we just have no meat all year round on Wednesday. It's just, <laughs> that's just the way we cook in our family now. And not because we like it, but because mm-hmm. she decided to be committed to this mm-hmm. act of asceticism with our whole family which was something we never even talked about to this day. It just, we do it. And it's really beautiful to see that and to to see her then continue to grow in her spiritual life in other ways as well.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's so cool to hear. What about What about for our listeners that take a look at the list of Exodus 90 and be like, when am I ever gonna find time for this? Like an hour of prayer a day? Um,
0: working out and sleep. I have to sleep in this program. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Talk a little bit about maybe just on a practical level from your personal life. Um, you know, with, uh, with a wife and kids and a job and like, how are we, how are you able to do all of these other things? Uh, when there are just so many competing interests in a way.
2: Drew, this next statement is going to be not anecdotal, but just simply based on real data. Okay. We as men are under the illusion that we are very busy and that we have no time, okay? It isn't true. We busy ourselves and we watch way too much Netflix, YouTube, whatever, whatever our hobby is or whatever our attachment is, we fill our lives with lots of things that busy us and worry us. So even when we're not doing something, we're mentally not present to where we are and thus we have this illusion that I'm very busy, I have no time for anything. Right. OK. With Exodus 90, because of the disciplines, especially the aesthetic disciplines, you don't get to do that. Right. There's no social media, no television, no televised sports, no computer use, except except for what's mandatory or necessary for work or paying the bills or something like that. Right. Yeah. So you get all these things out of the way, including like no unnecessary spending, no alcohol, yeah. no sweets, no snacking. So we can't just sit around and make food or grill all the time or just snack all the time. Like there's a lot of things that are pushed out of the way and that's to help men not go from one dependency and then like, okay, I can't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. So I'm going to turn to this thing over here without even thinking about it. That's just kind of what we do as men. Mm -hmm. So with Exodus 90, it helps us to not turn from one thing to the other. Mm -hmm. So many men, once they start doing Exodus 90, even though they thought they would have no time for the three days a week of intense exercise, Mm -hmm. the daily holy hours, the fraternity meeting every week, they realize, wow. I actually wasted a lot of time
0: on yeah. my phone
2: or somewhere else. And I actually had the time for that. And I have more time now to be with my wife and children than I ever had before.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing how medicated our society is and especially our men. I mean, think about how many times do you wake up and check your phone before you roll over and tell your wife that you love her, or you say a prayer right? Like it's just so it's habitual how distracted we are, how busy we are Mm -hmm. and how much that interferes with God. Like so many times I feel like God is just, they're calling for us and we are so distracted by so many other things that we don't even, we don't hear his voice.
0: I think that that is, you you guys kept meatless Wednesdays. I think we've pretty much cut 90% of TV, maybe 99%. We don't even have a TV. We don't anymore. have a TV anymore. Um, but the And what that opens up. And so people will look at us and be like, how did you read that too? Or how did you do that? And I'm like, well, just, there is more time yeah. granted to having that discipline. And so by freeing ourselves, because I had a TV addiction, a massive TV addiction, um, I would come home on my lunch breaks from work and watch a show. Like it was just, I think I watched shows at my desk. It was terrible behavior. Um, but there just was like this constant influx and then not being able to tune into the voice of God. Even yeah. if I was creating prayer space, I was numbing so much of my day yeah. and how much freedom is actually granted when that addiction is removed. And so when Drew wasn't watching TV, there was maybe an incorrect I, you know, wasn't my Exodus, but in a challenge for me that I wasn't going to just sit there and watch TV by myself in the corner while my husband's over here who I don't get to see very often. So I should probably talk to him. And so, like as a result, my natural uh, TV is going down. And then after Exodus ninety, you've kind of cut off from all those shows. You've cut off from that norm, from that pattern of behavior because you formed new habits in your mm-hmm. night, and it just is incredible. So something that sounds hard ends up being the very fruit yeah. that you were looking for. Yeah, so true. And Finding that time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a question for you. True or false. The men who work at Exodus 90. Always take cold showers. That is true. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. is Next question.
2: Yeah, that's something we commit to as, oh. as a company all of our God bless you guys. okay on.
1: so now here's this is this is a really serious question what is your technique for taking a cold shower is it like like you, you like get the hair wet first and then each body part do you just like say three hail marys and jump right in because this is important this is very important stuff
2: yes uh so <laughs> certainly the prayer aspect when i forget to do that then it's like why am i even taking a cold shower yeah. <laughs> right so making it an offering as opposed to just inflicting a discomfort upon myself <laughs> so that's important uh for sure but then for me like if it's cold because mm-hmm. i grew up in wisconsin okay yeah. and mm-hmm. i i hear that in the summertime in arizona they don't even have cold water but that's that's, fact. that's <laughs> besides that that found. do your anyway, accident in the summer that's right in phoenix yeah that's so right. I, it, when it's really cold yeah i'll wait and i'll get my head cold last and do do my hair last because it's just cold, right? Just, or I'll do um, especially I, I'll switch in the wintertime to taking showers at night because I sleep really hot. So I can yeah. get cold and then uh, whatever, I'm fine. But in the morning, if I do my cold showers in the winter before my holy hour, I realized it was literally distracting me from my holy hour because I was <laughs> just so cold still. I couldn't, I'm just sitting there. So my body temperature <laughs> isn't going up. But there was a few days I was literally in the back of my church running up and down the stairs, trying to warm up. <laughs> <sit in prayer. laughs> anyway besides the point. So yes, that's what I do. I also, you can't smell me right now, but if you're here in person, you couldn't either. I also just don't use any soap ever uh, when I take showers and I haven't for years. And my hair was greasy for about 30 days. And after that, it adjusted. Good. You're so, back. <laughs> much faster cold showers.
1: I have uh, I have two, two quick stories on that. The first one was, man, maybe... I think the first time i went through exodus 90 it was like day 60 or so and it was in the morning it was actually cold in arizona and uh it like actually cold water and i got in the shower and i turned it on to like the coldest setting and i you know you, you can kind of like get in the shower without getting wet and i just stood there <laughs> I, I looked at the water and i just went nope <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just turned the water off and I got out. Just no shower there. No, just, like, I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. So talk That's about the good. humility good aspect honestly. of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so For <laughs> sure. Um,
0: didn't, didn't turn on the hot I didn't water. Take a I hot just shower. gave up. Just, uh, yeah. just, <laughs> the shower.
1: We <yeah>. showered. <laughs> and then uh, and then the other one was that. So the second time when I, I led a group of men, we it was leading up to christmas so i, f- I forget the timeline is usually like end of september or so for yes, the start september, of the night. okay that yep. and so and so even even still then i mean it's like 110 degrees in phoenix still and the water um in the evening it's like you say like you put it on the coldest setting and it's like scalding hot <laughs> so uh, so but we had one of our brothers that was in our fraternity lives in utah and so at that same time, we were laughing because we're like, oh, I took a cold shower today. He's like, my shower head spit out ice pellets at me today. <laughs> and so it was just, it was the running joke for like a couple months until it got colder about he would just rail on all of us taking cold showers down in <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> this
2: is, I think, a good time though, Drew, to acknowledge, you know, after you shared your, your not cold shower story or whatever, <laughs> to acknowledge like... The- Failure is is absolutely real, and so we shouldn't yeah. be led to pride, but nor should we be led to despair, as sons of God. Right. So, yep. for example, I've done Exodus ninety five times, and I have failed Exodus ninety five times. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Right. Like, sure, I finished it all five times, but I mm. never did it perfectly. Yeah. And that's the gift of this. You know, going back to like the Lord not ever asking too much of you. Our lengths should all be that way. Our lengths mm. should all be a little bit yeah. more than we can handle. But we don't preach that from the pulpit we don't even talk about that as a culture we're too busy talking about what chocolates we've given up right (laughs) okay so
0: that we ate on sundays because we couldn't do it you know like because we were yes
2: yeah (laughs) because we were smarter catholics and we knew that 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 didn't count as one of the 40 days of (laughs) life or whatever okay yeah so yes like failure is it's real and it's it's all right like the lord's gonna meet you there and you should be led into a place of like every once in a while I'm not saying falling into sin. Like not taking a cold shower wasn't a sin for you that day, Drew, right? Like it just wasn't. But maybe we didn't totally live out the life that we tried to commit to. And -hmm. so we can rely on the Lord, acknowledge that, and know that we need to rely on him even more the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that that... Like God meets us where we are, not where we pretend to be, and mm-hmm. that the hardest things to pray for are sometimes the things we most need to talk to God about, but how often we don't want to enter into that hard place of prayer because it's an admission of our weakness mm-hmm. and of our inability and learning that true dependence. And so thank you for running a program, for <laughs> which is so much more than a program, I a spiritual exercise that... Brings about that healing to really we- recognize our littleness, and in that littleness, in that darkness, learn to trust in the Lord, and then in turn learn to try, I, our best, knowing that we have a heavenly Father who looks at us and goes, "Oh, that's so cute," but I love you, anyways. <laughs> um, the good, good effort. I appreciate the try, as I do my own children. Like that yeah. is the way that I look at them. In in a unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes.
1: Yeah, so we we've been talking a lot about uh specifically Exodus 90, but I know that you guys have been working on a mm-hmm. ton more stuff. So tell our listeners uh what else you guys have going on at Exodus 90 and maybe um anything that's coming up in the future for you guys.
2: Certainly. So this is for men who haven't ever done an Exodus 90 before or men who have done Exodus 90 and are looking for something more. We got something for both of you, right? So the guys who've never done Exodus 90 before, great. How about a 7-day challenge? If you go to our website, Exodus90.com, click sign up, you can go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the Exodus90 app, and in there, you can scroll over to exercises and you can find these seven-day challenges. They all have this exact same reading and reflection as each other, but you get to pick which disciplines you want, okay? So you can either do seven days of cold showers, there you go, try it out, especially (laughs) now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, or you could do no sweets uh, i'm sorry no snacking for seven days you could do a silence challenge just like eliminating noise in your life for seven days A no social media or media challenge and a dry challenge is another option for you all of these you just pick one of those disciplines and you mix it together with 20 minutes of silent prayer every single day so that's silent prayer not like praying the rosary or something like that this is just dialogue with our lord completely in silence So you can do those seven days. The scripture is excellent. And then it is paired with a reflection that really helps you understand why prayer, asceticism, and fraternity is simply an aspect of the Christian life that can't be avoided. Whether you do Exodus 90 or not, you still have to live this life of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. It's a great place to start for men. For those of you who have done Exodus 90 before or you're wondering, hey, I might do this. I might bring together five to seven men to do Exodus 90. But what the heck are we going to do afterwards? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's your answer. We understand that Exodus 90, it's, it's a time of freeing men, right? For us to become more free from the things of this world, whether we think we need it or not, we certainly realize it, Drew. You've attested to that already. Like we just grow in our understanding of needing this freedom. So we got those 90 days of freedom. After that, that's when formation can really take root or we can really learn about the spiritual life, learn about living a better life as a man, a husband, or a father. And there's room, there's soil there that is ready for it to take root in because we've got the garbage, all the the rocks that have pushed up through time into our garden here, if you will. We've got them out of the way, and now there's room for growth. We have over a thousand days worth of disciplines and reflections for men after that. And we know people love scripture, so do we. So we follow the logos first and foremost. We start with Genesis, and we walk through salvation history, 20 different spiritual exercises that make up the salvation history walk, if you will. For these men in this time of formation, so about three years with the formation total, including Exodus ninety, the same amount of time the apostles walked with Christ. Certainly, an impactful thing for you and your fraternity to be able to do.
1: Ah, oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, Nathaniel, thank you so much for for everything that you guys are doing over at Exodus ninety. We are praying for you guys. For our listeners, please check out. Uh, the Exodus 90 YouTube channel, as well as all the other social media handles that they have going on. We'll leave links to all of those descriptions in the description. Um, but again, Nathaniel, just thank you so much for, for coming on the show, for, um, for letting the Lord work through you and for uniting your will to his, um, as we try to inspire men to be spiritual heads of the household, the spiritual heads of their family, um, You know, it's just something that we are really passionate about of helping families reach new heights, helping marriages be on fire, because that's what the world I'm convinced that's what the world needs right now um, is men and women to step up to joyfully accept their cross in the sense of joyfully serving others. And Exodus 90 has just been in my life a great way to free me from a lot of the things I didn't even realize were taking up so much of my time um, to be able to be more attentive to my wife, to be more present with my children. Um, It has been just such a blessing for us. And and I have one one more story. I'll say one of the men in my group was, uh, went through Exodus 90. He went to confession for the first time in 17 years because of Exodus 90. And he said uh, he said when he walked in and and the priest you know he sat down and he said bless me father for i've sinned it's been 17 years since my last confession and the priest literally just looked at him and smiled and said welcome home and so i mean i i get emotional when when i say that because um it's amazing what what the lord will do if you just just open up the door even just a little bit to his mercy to his grace for men to just step up, um, I've seen the transformation of, of the men in my group who are leading their families and, and their, their children are just growing in the faith. And, um, and it's such an amazing thing to see. So I just wanted to say again, from, from Katie and I specifically, from us here at Catholic Link, is just, just thank you. Thank you for everything you guys are doing.
2: Hey, it's truly my, my pleasure. And thank you for your prayers and for this opportunity to be with both of you, Drew and Katie. It was a, a truly a gift.
1: For all of you out there, we're praying for you all. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless.